Tomorrow is our anniversary. I spent six years as a single mom feeling like that would be my life forever, but still having hope that God had something else planned. Enter in my sexy man. He was totally worth the wait. If you are in the season of hoping for that life partner to come your way, don't stop hoping. If you're in the season of not enjoying the life partner you have, you need to find a reason to enjoy him. Or maybe you just adore your spouse, but are always wanting to grow in your relationship. I want to celebrate my anniversary with you by talking about that partnership. No matter what stage you're in, when it comes to your husband or your potential husband, we are going to talk real life marriage ups and downs. And if you're waiting for that special someone, don't worry, you can still get a lot out of this too. I can't wait to talk with you about this. Hey mama, welcome to Restored Mama. Do you wish your days didn't go by in a blur because you are so busy? Ready to kill it as a homeschool mom trying to juggle home, family, and business as well? Does it feel like you're just trying to survive the day until you put your kids to bed? Do you need a time management strategy to balance it all? Hey, I'm Jen. I too was a mom that was trying to do it all but accomplishing nothing. I too felt worn out and drained and wished for freedom and balance in my life. I wanted to enjoy life and live out the calling God placed on me, but I kept telling myself life was always going to be this busy and I would never escape being that hot mess mom who lost her identity to motherhood until I found structure and time management strategies that actually work. In this podcast, you will find ways to prioritize to help you balance it all, learn habits to bring ease in your day, God-centered conversations to help you focus on what is really important, and ways to enjoy motherhood so that you will be able to go to bed feeling accomplished and loved life again. Warm up that cold coffee, kick up your feet. You deserve a break. It's still launch week of the course, Ditch the Overwhelm for just a few more days. In this course, I'll teach you through lessons that I created special for you, how to manage your time effectively, and how to create routines that fit into your busy life. So that way you can find balance and time to pursue the calling that God's placed in your life. By the end of the course, You will be able to create routines for your daily life and stick with them to be able to truly live as you tackle those tasks like a champ that right now you can't seem to get control of. You'll be able to manage your business, kill it as a homeschool mom, or just helping your kids with their homework, and keep your home functional without feeling overwhelmed and stretched thin. You will walk away with a customized time management plan with routines to implement that are easy to maintain, and it fits into your busy life. You will end up having more time than you ever even thought possible left in your day that you never knew existed, and you can finally have that time to live out the amazing calling God placed on your life. Through the end of this week only, so by Sunday, you can get 10% off using the code LAUNCHWEEK. You can find that direct link in the show notes too, or you can go to bit.ly slash Mama and enter in the code LAUNCHWEEK to get your 10% off. The code expires on Sunday, so make sure you get in there before it goes back to normal price. I have spent a lot of time and money investing in myself so I can get to where I want to be and get to where I am now, so I can continue to grow. If you keep doing the same thing you're doing, you will never grow and you'll never be able to make the changes to get where you want to be. It's time to try something different. It's time to invest in yourself so you can start to invest into others. It will totally be worth it. Let's dive into today's topic. In the Bible, God said he created Eve to be a suitable helper for Adam. He created women and men to be in a partnership, to be a helper to each other. 
it can be hard doing life with someone else. Trust me. Learning to work together and making decisions together instead of on your own. It's hard. It was especially difficult for me coming out of being a single mom for six years. I was so used to doing everything on my own, making all my own decisions, and only thinking about what was best for me in Georgia. And now there's three other people in my life. Before I had the boys, of course. It was a huge adjustment that I didn't do so well at first learning how to navigate. It's not easy bringing someone else along with you in this journey. When they have kids, or you have kids, or you both have kids, it can make it that much more difficult. Communication is the key to making it work. If you can't communicate effectively, the most simple conversations can turn into knockout, dragout fights. It's not easy when you can't communicate with each other. And then realizing both of you need to put in the work goes right along with that. God created marriage to be a partnership, and to be in a partnership with someone takes work and intentionality. You may have heard the saying that marriage is a 50-50 partnership, but in reality, you both need to put in 100% of the effort. Both partners need to put in their all. We're celebrating our anniversary tomorrow, and things are really good. I've never been more excited to celebrate our anniversary than I am this year. We've been through a lot of challenges over the past few years that we've been together, and I know challenges are not yet done. But we've never worked so well together and communicated so effectively. We've learned a lot because of the struggles that we went through. We're not without arguments or irritations with each other. I mean, we live together, we love each other, but love is a choice. And there's those moments where we both might be really irritated with each other. It's ha- It happens. It's just life. But it's nothing like how we started out. And now, those arguments and irritations we can deal with and work through effectively. Our marriage is good, and it's only going to get better as we continue to work through challenges and grow on our own and grow together. That's what I really wanted to address today. Growing on your own so you can grow together. Remember I said marriage is a partnership? How can you be an effective partner if you don't even know what you can contribute or how your contribution can better things? whether it's in a marriage, a friendship, or a business partnership, to be able to be a great partner, you need to be great on your own. I met Johnny five, almost six years ago now. I actually met him through a friend, a mutual friend. She had a couple people that she wanted to introduce me to. And so I ended up going to her church for first service before I went to my church so I could meet him because I didn't want to just waste time. So I went there, I met him, and he was standing next to his mom, and they were both serving as greeters, and he was attractive, and he shook my hand, and serving with his mom, I mean, hello. So he already had quite a few qualities that I knew I was looking for in someone. Long story short, we ended up getting each other's numbers, and he called me throughout the week. He didn't text, he actually called. Like, that is just kind of unheard of these days. And then By that Saturday, we had planned a date and my friend babysat Georgia so that way we could go on our date. We met at a sushi place there in California and we got together. He had, he was there early. He had a booth saved, like he had planned. I liked this. So, so far it was already going well. We just both laid it out there. We'd both been there, done that. We both had kids. We both had prior relationships. I hadn't been married, but he had. And so we just laid it all out there. 
we were older. We didn't want to waste time. We were done wasting time. So we laid everything out there and we both kind of knew from the first date. However, when the date was over, he had offered to walk me to my car. Now, I, if you know me at all, I am really bad with remembering where I park. I could lose my car in the grocery store parking lot. So we were in this huge, like multi-level parking lot. And he offered to walk me to my car. And in my head, I'm thinking, I have no idea where I parked. This man is going to walk me to a car that I don't know where it is. (laughs) So he ended up following me around the entire parking garage while I held out my key fob beeping, trying to find my car. And he just had such a good attitude about it. And I'm thinking this whole time, wow, I ruined this date. I'm never going to see him again. Years later, when we talk about it, that was kind of what did it for him. He just thought it was endearing and cute. And I'm just totally mortified that I forgot where I parked my car. It worked out. He wanted to see me again. So we made another date. And that was in February. And then by July 4th, he proposed. So we hadn't even known each other for six months by the time he proposed. And so he proposed in July. And then by September, we had a little tiny mini ceremony. And we were married. So we didn't even know each other a year before we got married, but we knew. Like, God had brought us together. We may have a lot to learn about each other, but God brought us together, and this is what we're doing. We're getting married. God has a plan for us, for our marriage. Here we go. So we got married. We bought a condo, and then we had a big wedding ceremony and reception that next April, which is the date that we typically celebrate. Well, from day one, challenges were coming at us. If you've listened to any of the past episodes, the moment we got home from our our honeymoon, Georgia was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. So struggles were there from day one. It wasn't easy. And we had a lot to learn about each other still. We had barely knew each other. We just knew God put us together. We started off with all these struggles and we didn't even know how to communicate yet. So we went through these struggles, and as we're going through these struggles, there were lots of arguments, some worse than others. Like some he was yelling at me, some I was yelling at him, some we yelled at each other. There were some he had to actually leave the house, some I just left the room because I just didn't want to do it. I was going to say something I would regret. There were some times that I did say things that I regretted. But we worked through it. And over those first couple of years, there was a lot of things that we could have done a whole lot better, but we learned and we grew and our first anniversary was actually horrible. And I remember it very clearly. And I told him, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And he thought I meant divorce, which I didn't, I didn't mean divorce, but that's what he heard because he knew we were struggling so bad. And I think that was the wake up call for me. Like something has to change. We've got to figure out a different way to communicate because this is not working well. And I'm not going to get divorced, but I want to enjoy my marriage. And I want this to be completely what God has planned. So I think that was what really set my mind ahead for a different trajectory in our marriage. Well, fast forward a couple of years. We had started to learn more about ourselves individually. We started to learn more about each other's communication styles. We went through some classes through the church. We read a lot of marriage books and a lot of communication books. 
we just really dove in to try to figure out what we needed as individuals and what we needed as a partnership. And learning about each other and learning about ourselves in that way is what really brought us to where we are today. If we hadn't gone through those courses and read those books and talked to pastors, we had a few meetings with pastors for counseling because we knew we we wanted to make this work, but we needed to do something differently. So we sought out advice, leaders, whatever information we could get our hands on to better our situation, what was happening in our marriage. So now, instead of automatically one of us going on the defensive when the other person asks a question, which is how it was for the first couple of years, because any question that would come out of each other's mouths ended up in an argument. So we just automatically went to the defensive side the moment a question was raised, no matter how simple it was. But now we can ask each other questions and actually have a good conversation. And those questions lead to more questions and ends up leading to a deep conversation and learning more about each other every time. And yes, there are still arguments, but they're arguments that are beneficial. We end up working through it, learning better ways to communicate and learning more about each other, even through those arguments. The arguments are nothing like they were in the beginning, but really I can't even think of a recent argument that we've had because we have such good communication that we bring it to each other, whatever's going on. And it's not even an argument. We just have a discussion and we talk through it and we work through it. And that is a great way to be able to communicate because I have been on both sides and believe me, it is not fun when it's constant arguments. So all that to say, during our learning period, of, well, we're still constantly learning about each other every day, but during our learning period of how to communicate with each other this first few years, we ended up learning a lot more about ourselves and growing in who we were individually as Christ through all of this counseling and the books and all the information that we were just gathering to be able to grow together, we ended up growing on our own, which helped us to grow together. They go hand in hand. You can't grow together until you can truly grow on your own and you know who you are and you can begin to rely on Christ to fulfill your needs. I learned I can't expect Johnny to fulfill my needs. That's not what he's there for. I need to rely on God to fulfill my needs and everything that I get from Johnny is just on top of that. It's extra. It's a blessing. Being able to rely on yourself and God to fulfill all those needs instead of relying on your spouse takes the pressure off. It takes the pressure off of both of you and then you can just enjoy each other. Rather than expecting all these things to happen, you can just enjoy life, enjoy doing life together and those expectations and the pressure is gone. And now even those little things that might really bother me, like something that he might say or do that just really gets to me, I can easily bring it to him. Or if it's not that big of a deal and I just want to let it go and it keeps happening, and if I don't feel comfortable bringing it to him or if I don't think he's going to receive it well or I don't know how to say it so he will receive it well, I just pray about it and I keep it between me and God. Then before you know it, things start changing. God starts working in him. And I know it's the same for him when something that I'm doing is bothering him. 
he can take it to God. He can bring it to me, but he can take it to God. God starts working in me and starts working in my life and my heart and changing me. For example, there's something that it was very small, very minuscule, but it was kind of starting to get to me. But it wasn't big enough where I was like, I'm I'm just going to let it go. Not that big of a deal. When I would say something or make a comment to Johnny or try to tell him something, I'd get a, a yeah, I know a lot from him. And that wasn't normal. It was different. So I decided like, yeah, this is kind of getting to me, but you know, it doesn't happen often. Maybe there's something else going on. I'm just going to let it go. And I prayed about it. And then a couple weeks later, it was completely random, but he came up to me and he said, you know, I wanted to apologize. I've been saying something to you and you don't deserve that. And you deserve to be treated and spoken to better. And I'm sorry. And I asked him, what are you, what have you been saying? And he said, I've been responding with, yeah, I know a lot to you. And it's like, oh, well, thank you for apologizing. It wasn't something that I expected. It was just something I was going to let go. I took it to God and just let's wait and see what happens. And then a couple of weeks later, Johnny was apologizing for something that I didn't even re- really remember was happening. I had just let it go. I prayed about it and let it go. And now he's coming to me and saying he's sorry because he realized what he was doing. That is the amazing thing that can happen when God is at the center of your relationship and you are working on yourself and not expecting all these things from your partner, but you are growing in who you are in Christ and you are keeping Christ at the center. He starts working in you. He starts working in your partner and he starts working in your marriage and amazing things happen. When Johnny and I met, I was still really struggling with a lot of things on my own. I'm so thankful that Johnny was patient and stuck by me as I navigated my own struggles because there was a lot of them and he was extremely patient with me and I am shocked that he stood by me through it all, but he did and we're that much closer because of it. It took us both learning and growing and who we are as individuals before our marriage could actually grow. Learning who you are in Christ, what you need physically, spiritually, emotionally, And learning how to fill those needs between you and Christ alone, instead of relying on your partner to fill those needs for you, it will do wonders. When you can do that, instead of expecting something from your partner, it ends up you being pleasantly surprised by even the smallest things because you weren't relying on it. You weren't expecting it. It truly becomes a partnership. Instead of you expecting to get something out of it, you two will begin to work and flow together in unison and you'll become unstoppable. I want to end this with a word of encouragement for those of you that are single moms listening. I was there. I know how hard it is. You may be thinking to yourself, I just want someone to wake up next to me. I'm not going to expect or need anything from him. I just want someone. Well, now is the time to start learning just what you need and how to fill it between you and Christ without a partner, just between you and God. If you can learn that now, you'll be starting off so much better than many of us that are already married started off. We had to learn the hard way. You get to take this time now to grow and learn and be that much more prepared when he does come along. And what they say is true. When you stop looking, that's when God brings your other person. My story is the perfect example of that. Both of us had just given it up to God and decided like, okay, God, It's up to you. I'm going to stop looking. I'm going to stop trying to do this on my own. And before you know it, he brought us together and it happened fast. 
I'm not saying it's going to happen fast for everybody, but it did for us. But we were trusting God and relying on him, and we stopped trying to make it happen. We had started to work on ourselves. We both still had a long way to go, and we still do. When we learned to trust God with our future, with who our future partner was going to be and who we were going to be, that's when God really started to work. Mama, whatever stage you're in, learning who you are in Christ and how you can rely on him only to fill your needs, you will go far. Thank you, God, for the mamas listening right now. Whatever stage, whatever season they're in, those that don't have a partner yet, I pray that they would begin to learn who they are and how to fill their needs with you alone so that when they do meet that special someone, they are ready to just flourish and grow together and become unstoppable as a partnership. And I pray for those that are currently married, that are struggling in their marriage, that they would begin to learn to put you at the center of it and that both of them would learn to grow and mature on their own in you so that their partnership can grow and mature together. And I pray for those that are not struggling, that things are going really well, that you would continue to grow and work and move in their marriage, that they would begin to do amazing, amazing things for your kingdom, that other couples would begin to look at them and see what you are doing in their lives, in their partnership, in their marriage, and them working together in unison. And they would look to them for guidance and that they can learn how to grow and and work in their own marriage because of what these couples are doing. Thank you, God, for all you have planned for all those mamas out there and their marriages or marriages to come. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you liked the episode, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps to get Restored Mama out there into the world to help more mamas like you find the joy and freedom in the restoration God has waiting for them. If you liked Mama's show, leave a review. It will help her get seen. I would love to hear your story, where you're at, and what you're hoping to learn and gain from Restored Mama. Send me an email at restoredmamapodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com to fill me in on your journey. I can't wait to hang out with you again next time. Until then, I hope this has blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life.